selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Good morning, South Bend. It's a bright, beautiful, sunny day in beautiful Indiana. The sun's rising over the reclaimed beer hall. Our Badgers are sure to give it their all this Friday night. And I think Mayor Pete Buttigieg is going to give an appearance. He might even take a swig of some of our homegrown ale from the Fiddler's Hearth Brewery. Mmm, love that IPA. $4 pints and two-for-one wing Wednesdays. Come over and hearth with us. Book your two-night stay now at the Down on South on South 7. New bread, 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 bed and breakfast, excuse me. I didn't have my caribou coffee this morning. Now, let's get back to the hits, 80s, 90s, and today. That knocking at the door It's all your friends, you filthy whore Your husband's gone And we've got books And a bottle of wine to kill It's Hollywood It's books It's gossip I'm shook It's memoirs It's martinis It's Studio 54 It's Felice. Celebrity Book Club Come read it while it's hot Celebrity Book Club Tell your secrets, we won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend. Hey, best friend. Um, what literally is up? Um, oh my god, this week has been crazy. So much coup. Uh, a lot of coup. But first? But first, the real coup, uh, which is the book that we read and we're about to talk about. I think it's like really important to provide context about current events by not just looking at the main players, but who's the woman... Or in some cases, the, the man. man behind the man. The book 
we read, it breaks stereotypes. Mm. It um, shatters norms, you might say. Mm-hmm. I would say shatters norms in what can even be conceived as a book because it basically reads as a family newsletter. Uh, truly is one of the <laughs> least necessary books to have ever been written. Of course, we were talking about the memoir of Chastin Buttigieg. So it's now, actually, so it's so Chastin. It is Chastin. And he does explain this at one part of the book. And I know he did explain in the book, but I just couldn't wrap my tiny mouth around well, it. <clears throat> well, it, <laughs> it is a made-up word. Because chasten is, of course, this, like, Shakespearean word, which means, like, you know, to oh God, make something no more... idea. Make something more chaste. Oh, uh, like chaste. And he is kind of... He is very chaste. Oh, he's pretty chaste. Yeah. Um, but, of course, Chastin Buttigieg is the husband uh, to Pete Buttigieg, the uh, failed 2020 presidential candidate. The failed 2016 DNC chair. Yes! Go off, bitch. Know your politics. DNC chair. And you know, what's kind of ironic, or I think about it, um, is that in 2016, Pete Buttigieg was sort of this like dark horse candidate who didn't really win, but ultimately there was like a very tight race for the actual chair between Tom Perez and Keith Ellison and the sort of establishment swooped in. Hey, Mr. Politico, I'm just going to stop you there for one <laughs> second, okay, before we get into this DNC nonsense. Just to let our readers know, we are reading, and again, it's Chastin Buttigieg's yes. book called I Have Something to Tell You. Which, ironically, he doesn't He really. doesn't have, it's like, on the one hand, he does have something to tell us, and it's every single goddamn moment of his life, because he has something to tell us because he has nothing to tell us. Let me get into the cover for a second. Um, I've never seen... Something so D-list. It's a, no, it's actually C-list. It's defining C-list. So it's a pale, he's wearing like a pale blue polo and a dark blue Banana Republic sweater over the pale blue button Warby's. Warby glasses. He's got this sharp little toothy Teethy smile. smile. This sort of classic sharp little gay teeth. The teeth also really like go back fast. You know what I mean? It's kind of bugs up front. Well, can I explain this? Gay mouth? It's gay mouth, but a lot of gays have receding gums because they brush too hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a self-conscious <laughs> thing that's related to gays having acne scars because they pick at their faces. Right. And I would say his hair is... Classic gay hairline really, receding. Yeah, it's receding a little bit. It's a forehead, bit. it's a five head, honey, it's a six head. I mean, that's what I look like if I had this haircut. And he's just smiling the dorkiest little smile. Big, and it's, big theater group smile. It's, I have something to tell you, it was written in like classic like wine mom. Chalk wine mom. That handwriting font. Pillows at TJ Maxx. Yeah. So, well, he actually also reveals himself to be a Maxinista oh, later in the well, book. Well, right. He does. And I think he comes from a very Maxinista place. And I think that was probably the point of this book is to, like, tell America that, like, he is a Maxinista and not this, like, yeah. East Coast gay who's so snobby. And you can tell that the book is going to be an absolute meaningless fluff uh, because the blurbs in the back are just like all of the most like HRC, no hate campaign people who are just praising it for being like an awe-inspiring story of a husband. The joke that Katie Kirk actually read this. No, of course like, not. Are you kidding? No, she did not read this. Um. Anyway, so Chastin, uh, you know, obviously for those who who just need a quick refresher, beat Puta Judge, obviously, field presidential candidate, first major gay, pres- openly gay presidential candidate. Obviously, we know James Buchanan was gay. Love, there's a lot of talk about Lincoln, et cetera. A lot of talk about Lincoln. Yeah. And Ulysses you know, S. Grant, bye. Famous toxic <laughs> bye, of course. The original toxic <laughs> bye. Um, but Chastin is just this like musical theater nerd who is sadly younger than us. Which is right. I met, I was like, oh, it's so sad he's younger than us. Which is also so Chastin in the book. He's always like, 
here I am, just a loser substitute teacher with my $50 H&M blazer, and here's my cool boyfriend who's the mayor of South Bend. Yeah, mayor of a small city. Um, and, you know, Pete obviously did not win the presidential campaign. He succeeded in, like, kind of fucking over Bernie in the way that he dropped out in this very coordinated effort along with Klobuchar to, like— give all the rest of the delegates to Biden um, in March, like after Super Tuesday. But his husband is like so, such an inconsequential character. And it was like after the campaign ended, Chaston was like, oh, now I need to release a memoir. I'm 33. I've just no, like he's dated 30. a mayor. He's 31. He's 31. Like you just shouldn't be allowed unless you've really lived a life and of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Has absolutely not lived a life. This is I, an alternative title for this book, I might say is, Memoirs of a Barista? Yeah, Memoirs of a Starbucks Barista. You can tell in this book, he, as much as I would say in Pete's book, he thought he was Obama writing. Mm -hmm. Chasten, Chasten thinks he's David Sedaris, like writing the Santa Land Diaries. Yeah. Being like, and I worked these ridiculous part-time jobs, but it's like, he just tells us actually every single part-time job. It's like, yeah, we've all been young and like worked. No, it's like jobs. It's like, confessions of a retail gay, and it's just like okay, so you but worked they're at not Toys R Us. even like crazy store. Like then you move back to Madison and you worked at Caribou Coffee. Then you started working at Starbucks. Then you tra- put in for a transfer to the Chicago Starbucks. I mean, I feel like the point of him writing this book was to like show that he was this like Midwestern, you know, came up. Oh, I know in agriculture, and it's kind of like. Okay, yes, yeah, like your parents didn't have much money and sure, and you like showed steer at the local county fairs. And it's like, I don't know, a little too late, babe. Well, like, shouldn't have you like come out with this book about your steer life before the candidacy, <laughs> not just being like, if he did it as a way to like um, well, be he, closeted. He did it as a, you mean the book or being steer, so steer? steer life? For, yeah, sorry, well, 4-H. Yeah, so sorry. Him, yeah, him being in 4-H was, like, closeted fine. I'm sure that's true, like, growing up in, like, the northern Michigan peninsula. But, like, him writing about this, like, you know, down-home, small-town, real America backstory is very him just kind of, like, copying Pete. And Pete was already completely fake as a political politician. And, like, you know, we've talked about this in the past, and I was, I was very hard on him during the campaign. Thank you. But, like, you know, <laughs> Pete is very, very fake, doesn't believe in anything, Politics is like purely just like naked ambition for him. It's like a total careerist choice. And he doesn't really have political philosophy, but he kind of like, you know, uh, he he mimics like all of these right, things. Pizza, he, I'm, I'm just from the Midwest. I'm, I'm, I'm a small town guy who's really polite and, and nice. I And I like fishing and that's normally not normally considered gay. If I can read a passage here, yeah, this is like please him do. trying to be like, oh, I was so persecuted for being gay. And you're kind of like, this isn't that crazy. When it came to getting ready for school, like we're supposed to be crying here, I was so absorbed with making sure I looked normal, i.e. straight, that I'd put on an outfit, go to the bathroom, look in the mirror, return to my room, and try another option. It's like... <laughs> okay, so SMH, it's like, yeah, high school, yeah, it's like you put on two outfits. It's like we all did. Like, like everyone was self-conscious and insecure in high school. You put like on two different shirts. On yeah, it's like, can you believe? I mean... Him putting a George Bush sticker on his massive, like, minivan. Like, yes, that's closeted and sad, I guess. It's also so random. I know, like, we live in a bubble from the East Coast, but I'm just like, so we're the same age and you were, like, 15 and had no idea that George Bush was bad? 
I guess that was him being positive and being and his like funky friend was like, "Ah, why do you have that in your car? Yeah, but you know, you're surrounded by I mean, listen, like, you know, it's not just bubble, right? Like you grew up in like you grew up in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Like the the app the absolute epicenter of just like, you know, no, I know. You know, the start of like woke liberalism happened in Cambridge. So it's like, of course, you're around people who are just being like, fuck Bush, fuck the war. And it's just like you're right. So I you know what? I take that box. I so, mean, yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, I, darling, I remember, okay? I remember driving in the Volvo with my mother, okay, around the start of the Iraq War. And, you know, e- you know, even me as a kid, you know, you're reading the funnies, whatever. I'm not, you know, I'm not fucking glued to the guy. You know, I'm not some Wait, political Wait, do you swar. remember in middle school we did, like, a fake vote? For president? Yeah, yeah. for president. <laughs> anyway, and it was like, we all got to vote. And, like, I remember, like, it actually was kind of half and half. Mm. And I remember being, like, so fucking disturbed man i yeah. was like where do you guys fucking live where do you man? guys fucking live? live dude okay there's a war going on and you were just like 12 <laughs> living 12. in cambridge just yeah, like just never experienced like, hardship <laughs> in your life like going up to another 12 year old just being <laughs> like, like and your vote in this student <laughs> mock election is violence <laughs> I mean, you definitely were not confronting anyone. No, I don't think I was confronting, like, the random repubs. Um, but I, I, I guess I'll say I do remember my mom explaining something to me about the Iraq War at a young age. And I was like, you know, well, I, I never heard this before. And I was like, you know, mom, like, is the war a good idea? And she was like, mm. oh, oh, Honey. I <laughs> She goes, I, I, I think we're going to war for all the wrong reasons. I think it's about she was money. orgasming. She, she yeah, that. she was. You know, yeah, no, she, she, your mother queen. has a, a dramatic tale. She was like, I think it's about oil. I <sighs> think it's about money. I I think he wants to go there because Saddam tried to kill his daddy, and he wants revenge. Mm. And you know that actually really stuck with yeah. me because I do think politics is very personal. Very it is, personal. It is a very vindictive world. I mean, right. not everyone necessarily knows that at that age, so I'm not like, it's not shocking that him as this like closeted 13 no, year old was just like, yes, Bush. Well, and he was also just like doing it to look badass. Okay, I will say, like, as much as I will, we will roast Chasen. I did like, okay, I'm just going to admit, like, up front, I chuckled. At some stuff. I chuckled a few times at, like, his Starbucks, like, anecdotes. His Starbucks anecdotes and, like, him, like, mentioning his, like, totally bad cars. I, I guess, let me just say this, though. I, I just found it very, a very transparent attempt to, like, you know, have this sort of neoliberal fantasy of, like, I'm a do-gooder person from the do-gooder heart of the country, and my parents were hard-scrabble people who cared about community. And it's this absolute complete lie that it's just, like, we, you know, we Heartland folk, like, know how to look out for each other. When it's and just everything like, is like, uh, and that's northern Wisconsin And for I'm just you. like, you are, like, a fucking little bitch, Chaston, and, like, you and Pete, like, invented, like, Karen culture, and you're, like, like such tattletales. Like, and it's tattle- just like, you are, like, why we live in this just, like, downward spiral of just, like, Karening everyone, and just, like, everyone's fucking bitch. And it's like, you don't represent a society that, like, looks out for each other and, like, doesn't call the cops and actually, like, goes and talks to your neighbor first. And so just, like, I just found that to be um, inauthentic. Well, he never actually, like, says what his politics are. He never are. says Anything, Anything about what his politics yeah. are. It's like, so, babe, you're going to go on and on about just, like, the way you applied to this teacher job and, like, the third admission process. And then when they called you back and then, yeah. like, you parked in this parking spot. But then I'm like, see, but then that comes back. But that's back, the point. But He's that's not, the point. Yeah. And he actually There's nothing just, behind he it. He is a wife. And I'm kind of just like, maybe just, like, go off with your wife's self. And it's kind of like, no, I don't need the wife to be so fake and, and like, pretending that she knows everything about politics because he's, like— 
going to Europe for the campaign and being like, okay, and then they were asking me about Brexit, and I was literally, like, panicking because I didn't know anything <laughs> about Brexit. And I'm like, okay, that's actually kind of honest. No, and I think he's also very honest about, like, always kind of being insecure yeah. about Pete, like, being, like, a Rhodes Scholar, and he's, like, hot, and then, like, I would, like, make fun of him because, like, I actually have a master's degree. I guess, like, I really wanted to know, I'm like, can we talk about your first night together making love? Oh, he certainly is not going to talk about that. So he talked about their first date, which, like, actually sounded pretty rom-com. So rom-com. It's like he rents a car from O'Hare, drives to Indiana. They met on Hinge, and their whole thing is that they met on Hinge, but he was chatting him in O'Hare. Yeah. And, and so, that became their place during the campaign when they were always ships in the night. Like They would stop by gate D5 where Chasten was sitting texting him on hinge for the first time <laughs> it's like that's their place it's it's a it's really kind of dark as sort of like a, a symbol of like what fucking modern romance is right. like, and he's always like um yes i met mayor pete Buttigieg on hinge also it's like kind of this gross way of how he calls him like peter oh barf Throughout the book. Yeah. And if we haven't mentioned, or if you haven't guessed it, Chasten is a huge bottom. Oh, I was just going to say, like, do we need to state the obvious? Yeah, like, Pete pounds him again. I guess every man we read has a medium dick. I feel like that just did every episode. We're just like, and... The dick is But I feel like Pete's is, like, thin, right? It's thin, but medium. Hmm. There's all these points where he, like, really kind of, like, psychosexualizes the, like, you know, the top-bottom dynamic in their relationship in this way where he's obviously so turned on. Where he's just like, yeah, I got home and I changed the wall collar and Pete didn't he even didn't notice. Even. And he's like, if you'll notice in some of those, like, random documentaries, and it's like, no, I don't remember No, I don't this remember this, like, Good Morning Pete. America, like, five-minute segment from 2018. And he's, I mean, the whole time he's being so meme straight guys, like, how do you live with like this? Yeah, like, bed on floor? No, he's pretending that Pete's so mattress on floor, and it's like, babe, not even. Please. Yeah, it's like, it's just, when he moves in with Pete, that's where the book so basically, first half of the book is him. The way he organizes this book is cuckoo. Like, well, I, well, I feel like it's just kind of chronological. No, I feel like it's not chronological. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Like, he goes on for chapters and chapters about transferring to different University of Wisconsin's. No, I know. And then we go back in time in the next chapter to talk about each part-time job in okay. each area of Wisconsin. That's true, but I guess... And I'm like, we could have condensed this. Well, but that's kind of like, I feel like that's his section of his just like yeah. gay. And again, there's this gay panic of just like transferring right. to a million different U Wisconsin campuses and be like, and then I went back to Eau Claire. And then I was in debt <laughs> yeah. again. And then I moved back with my parents and then I went to Madison now I know what you're thinking Madison not exactly New York City but here's the thing <laughs> I was scared and it's like no we get it you're a terrified bottom who's afraid of his own shadow okay when he finally gets to like University of Wisconsin Eau Claire this is also kind of crazy because my girlfriend went to University of Wisconsin wow but not uh, sorry that's actually spooky but not any of the ones that he went to she went to Madison state school vibes and he went to Milwaukee and Eau Claire <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so they so they never overlap. They, yeah, they really were just kind of... I wonder if they would have been friends. Um, he works at this gay bar called Sidetracks in Eau Claire that, like, did sound so fun. No, and he wears, and he's like, and they told me the uniform and was in V-neck, and you know that was, like, prime American apparel time. And he was in, like, the, the deepest, deepest v. purple V. In his absolute, like, alabaster just like looking like a goddamn thumb just like the pinkest little oh he does twink. look like a thumb yeah and it sounded like he only really lasted 
for six months. And he was like, and I asked this drag queen how to make a Cosmo. And she was like, honey, this is the only time I'm going to tell you how to make a Cosmo. <laughs> and he was like, and I never forgot. No, it is. So, and you see it coming. He's kind of admitting to the reader. He's like, but, you know, I kind of couldn't really deal with the sort of the flirting and the late nights yeah. <laughs> and the shots and the drinking. It's like, oh, no, honey, you couldn't. Yeah, like. Wasn't your scene. Chasten and Pete define the type of couple that couple that goes to bar trivia. And this is someone who has hosted a bar trivia at night. <laughs> well, you hosted like lesbian bar trivia in New York. Yeah, in New York City. So yeah. it's actually totally different. I'm talking about mixed trivia where it's like sports, geography, Harry Potter. Yeah. It's not it's not specific to any sort of like queer canon. It's literally just Harry Potter and Star Wars. Oh, and we haven't even talked about how the book starts. At a Thai restaurant. That's actually how that's like defines B-list. Yeah, Thai food. Um, and then there's later in the book where Ty comes up again and he's just like, and there I was working at Starbucks, dating yet another nurse practitioner and going to a night at Thai food. And I was too embarrassed to bring them home to my like shared sub-level basement apartment. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, I'm embarrassed just reading this. And then one time, this is towards the end of the book, he wants to like respond to some sassy homophobe on Twitter and he's like, I wish I would have posted a GIF of Kate from The Office, but I didn't. Well, he keeps kind of referring to, I think, the justification for writing this book as the fact that he, like, was able to grow this, like, incredible social media presence over the course of a campaign. And just, like, I was the one they looked to for reaction GIFs. I was the one they looked to for Hamilton references. And it's kind of just, like, sure, but it's just, like, this isn't exactly, like, a skill. This is just literally you being, like, every other person on Twitter. Sorry, uh, you don't have a unique voice. Right. I think there's a moment in the book where he's, like, and then... Something happened that I never expected. And then it's just that he, like, got a Twitter following. So as we're talking about sort of writing and technique and, like, why this book is good or not, I do want to read what I think is one of the funniest passages in the book, which is the part about um, his time at Starbucks and the bitchy customers. There was a woman I'll call Cassie, whose loud car would roll up to the drive-thru multiple times a day. Hi, it's Cassie! Her script (laughs) began... We knew her order by heart. Triple venti zebra mocha with extra mocha, extra mocha drizzle, and extra whipped cream. Around Christmas, Starbucks offers mocha shavings. They're festive. So during the holidays, she'd request those as well. In practical terms, this drink involved a good inch or two of mocha sauce and a mere five or six ounces of milk and espresso. And the remainder consisted of whipped cream and drizzle. Nevertheless, it was not uncommon for her to swing back around a couple minutes later and say to the loudspeaker, Hey, there's not enough mocha. (laughs) I want to meet Cassie so bad. No, this was actually funny. And it's like, okay, like, you know, I was like, yes, Chasten is so B-list. But like, if I was, say, in a math class with him over a study abroad program. Oh, you would have been best We would have been absolute chicas. Yeah, no. I mean, you, I mean, you're a hag in many ways. I am a hag. Well, did you see... Um, this comedian I saw did post that they went to UCB with him in Chicago. I did see that comedian in question. <laughs> yeah. I, we could say Meg Stalter. Stalter. <laughs> she was open about it on Twitter. <laughs> right. we don't I don't know why I'm being like secretive <laughs> no, about it. No, and I, and I, this like, that part like endeared me, you know, he endeared himself to me much more than Pete because I'm just kind of just like, okay, like you do get it. And like, you actually like, you've worked on service. You got that just like girls can be insane. And like, that is funny. And like, that's an important lesson to learn. And like, Pete has literally just like went to Afghanistan, like chose to go to Afghanistan to be later like, in life, like later in life, like not because he needed the money, because he just like literally wanted the resume builder. And it's and like, like liked that, freedom for America. Psycho. 
absolute psychopath. To add on to that psychopath, turns out Pete drives a Jeep Patriot. Oh, yeah. The, how much that is a top gay car? Because it's kind of this squished yeah, Jeep. Yeah, it's so squished. It's not a Cherokee. I it's mean, not a Wrangler. It's not that insane Jeep that I had a one-day rental. There's no, that was the full pickup Are you renting this a pickup? Summer. I bet you feel real cool on oh, that, I, did, I, rent, I rented a car, and I asked for the, you know, the cheapest option. And you're, you're driving over to Home Depot, and you're getting like a $15 plant and put in the back, and no, it's rolling I was, around. I, I was actually uh, visiting my mother, thank you very much. And what I was taking, on earth were you putting in the bed? Why did you need the bed? The, Here's the thing. I rented the cheap economy car, but there's been such a rush pandemic stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. So everyone's the, the getting only, The now. only car left was this massive, massive. Oh, and they were like, excuse me, sir, do you want this super butch car? <laughs> and you were like, oh, me? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess I do. And then, of course, I was so awkward, like, in the, the garage <laughs> oh, and at JFK. And it, I was being so like, beep, 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 beep. And, and was, making 80-point turns. So it was the scene in Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Trucks, baby. We did it, Pete. <laughs> but I do think that no, there's there's no way that a man driving a Jeep Patriot or Jeep Liberty is it's over five nine. Yeah, it's bubbly because I was. It's a little bubble. This episode is sponsored by Zocdoc. You're trying to find the cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. It's always a shock to me. I mean, talk about prices in these countries that Chastin was like, I was these in these countries. These countries. Chastin was like, oh, my hourly for being like a nurse's assistant was just like $9 an hour. And that's just fucked up, man. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting about minimum wage is that it does vary across the country. Yes. No. Uh, so with, you know. Lower cost of living states. Milwaukee, yeah. you're getting rent for 900 a month, maybe. So you're getting but paid. It, but it is shocking. And I do support a national minimum wage of 20 
Well, and also and rent it's, control. It's classic also that Chasten is such a little bitch and it's just like has no idea what Pete even is for. No, and it's just he has like no idea what Pete's and he's like, and on- yeah, we beat Bernie. And it's just like maybe if you believed in Bernie, you could have well, gotten fucking paid more as a nursing. Another assistant. insane part of the book is that this book is basically about a barista with student debt and then like and then also medical debt, because he has this like medical episode where he has he a goes, stomach ache. I had a stomach <laughs> yeah. ache and then I lost a lot of blood. I won't tell you anymore. And I'm a little like, ooh, I'd like to know. But actually, I don't. I was like, thank you. Just like, For the privacy. For the privacy. Let's keep it moving. But he talks so much about medical debt and how crushing it is in this country. And he's like being so politician later in the book because he's just kind of trying to fill pages and just like whatever, like copy pasting Pete Stump's speech. And I'm just kind of like, and yet y'all were like not supporting Medicare for all during no. the campaign. So Absolutely what's not. What's the disconnect, And then he'll just be like, but I don't speak for Pete and I don't know his policies. And he's like, and Pete, all basically he says is like, the same guy you see on you see on stage is the same guy that comes home to me. And I'm like, sad. Yeah. That same boring ass man rolling up his sleeves is who's like, hey, Chasten, do you want to watch the I mean, latest episode of Game of Are you like hard right now thinking listen, of that? The latest of episode of Game of Thrones. I got us Chipotle bowls for dinner. Listen. <laughs> I mean, there is a part of me that is looking at Chaston and going, God damn it. You got it all. You got it. You really did it. You know, you bounced around. You went on hinge. There was a point in my life if I was single and I was, you know, maybe not as like, you know, cravenly ambitious and fame seeking. Like I would have met a mayor and said, yes, done. Sign me up wife me the fuck up you know and i would have been just so there's i'm envious to some extent of how much he is willing to just sort of like sublimate his life to be and how like he takes pride in that and he'll just be like yep and i'm there to just be the support there is actually a moment I found kind of cute between Pete and Jason. <laughs> now I'm just their full hag, where <laughs> Pete discovers um, Chasten's medical bills and student loans, and he comes up to Chasten. He's like, "What are these?" And Chasten <gasps> starts sobbing and thinks he's going to dump him. Yeah. Which family trigger warning? I won't really go into that, but that kind of brings me back. Um, <laughs> because you went through a financial crisis and you thought that well, I don't think you thought your girlfriend was going to dump you. Oh, I'm just more, I would say, me. Overwhelmed at bills. Overwhelmed, you know, overwhelmed bills. And actually, I feel like maybe, yeah, Maya was actually the P, like, and being so like, what is this random dental bill? And I'm just being so like, I can't handle it, like root canal. And it's like, yeah, you can actually like pay it off. They are the couple that's like, you know, in like ads for like TD Bank and like where a couple is at a big kitchen table piled with papers with their heads down and they're like, how are we going to do this? Yeah. And it's like, WAMU. Yeah. <laughs> Mutual funds. <laughs> Which also just like define Pete's entire like political perspective. It's just like he just sees himself as in a political ad. Just right. like not actually as having like any really coherent And he could philosophy. like, and he saw like McKinsey and just like did make Chase in a spreadsheet. But he's still not just being like Medicare for all. Like you shouldn't have this medical debt. I feel like Pete is still just like, well, you went to the hospital and that's your medical debt. And that's your responsibility. But we'll get through it. <laughs> we'll get through it together. And I'll make a spreadsheet. And what was super toppy again of Pete is when like Chasten stops eating on the campaign because they only give him Cliff Bars. Mm. And he's like, ew, Cliff Bars are disgusting, which they are. 
I will say though, sometimes I'm I'm rushing in the morning. I'm dashing to the office for a high-powered ad executive meeting. And I grab a cliff bar and it gives you the fucking calories to oh, no. power you through the next six hours. I say they're disgusting because I've like OD'd on cliff bars from like maid life. Cause it is always like I grab a sandwich, but then it's 4 p.m. and I become like deathly starving and yeah. I still have two bathrooms to clean. I actually honestly I kind of like cliff bars. The and peanut so, butter flavor is like good. You eat them. But they are, what I think, I, what the I same don't... amount of calories as a Kit Kat is what Pete was saying. I mean, Chase done. <laughs> and then that comes back to the whole calories in, calories out. Yeah. Does any kind of calorie matter as long as it's a calorie? So he's like, he stops eating the Cliff Bars and then he's like, the staff has have an intervention with him, which is insane. And then... I think he was dramatizing that a little bit. Right. And then Because the, the, they needed the drama at the end of the selection cycle. So then Pete, in front of all of his staffers, tells Chasten, he's like... Hey, Chasten, if the staff gives you nuts, eat the fucking nuts. And it's like, damn. Respect the staffers. Yeah, eat the fucking nuts. But, um... Chasten, Chasten, <laughs> he, like, considered that he w- he was thinking he was going to become Michelle. Yeah. And he was <laughs> like, public education... Movement for the kids, you know, and have the most vague ass first lady initiative, and, and just like right. And I think he I mean, thought, sorry, back it up. First ladies are always teachers. Well, yeah, it's like the classic, the classic. most like Laura Bush because nurses, your hours are actually too crazy, and a teacher, you can be like take off time. Where I feel like nurses yeah. are like heroes for life. Yeah, no, they're working. Yeah, <laughs> teachers are fucking slackers. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, absolutely respect to. All of the teacher folks out there. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about their wedding. And again, like... <laughs> their wedding, which had official colors. Purple and... Purple? It was purple, purple and, and blue. And again, this is them going to the mall and chased and being like, I thought I was going to have this, like, sex in the city, like, montage of me trying on suits and, like, drinking Wait, champagne okay. and all these I, girls. I did really related to that. I was like, well, that's literally the reason you want to get married it's is the you, only want, reason you want to the say yes to the dress montage. Yeah. And he was like, and so we just, like, walked into, like, what was it? They got a... They went to... So he's like, so oh, we got went that, to... Was, they got a Ted Baker. Yeah. But it was like, I feel like at a Nordstorm. Like, it wasn't even like they went to the Ted <laughs> Sorry, Baker store. Can you just back up and pronounce that department store again? <laughs> Sorry, Nordstorm. <laughs> Nordstrom. <laughs> Nordstrom. How do you pronounce it? Nordstorm. I guess I really kind of went in there with that. It's Nordstrom's. Oh, Nordstrom's. <laughs> uh, no, but back to the wedding. Anyway, so... And again, super top. They went to Nordstorm and they were like, we want like purple and blue suits. And then like a guy just gave them two suits. They tried them on, then they fit. And then he was like. But he was like, it was a dark blue suit with undertones of purple. Which I can tell. I actually remember this New York Times Vows article with them. And it like that actually does accurately describe it. And like you, I can't think of anything more just like 5A gay than just like two undertoned purple suits. Well, I've also been watching a lot of Say Yes the Dress lately, and I feel like the gay host of that mm. does wear a lot of suits that are kind of purple undertoned. You got marriage on the brain, darling? I don't know. It's a little bit of fun, you know, see the options. Ooh. Wait, dream wedding, go. Vegas? Wow. I don't know. No, that's no. Okay, I'll go first. Vatican. 
Okay. Oh, wait, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Hello. Oh, you want to be in St. Patrick's? Yeah, yes. Like, historically, <laughs> like, LGBTQ, <laughs> like, bi, like, I wanna anti-gay have cathedral. I want to have the first gay wedding at St. Patrick's And you cathedral. want, like, a 21, like, gun salute from all these, like, homophobic firefighters. I want all, <laughs> never forget, I want just, like, all of FDNY there. Um... Yeah, no, that sounds... You just want a big... You want bagpipes. Bi- basically, I want bagpipes. I mean, that's pipes. very Charlotte's second wedding to Harry. Or no, R- no to Trey. Char- Charlotte's Sorry, her first, first wedding, wedding to, Trey. to Trey. You just really want bagpipes. Um, I have to say, I hate it when gays get married and gays get married in kilts. It's just, at this point, no, do you know what I mean? I thought of that because I'm, I'm just like, kind of like, what's your connection, babe? The connection is, you're gay. I'm just like, you want to be a skirt? You're fetishizing. Just... You love Madonna. I'm just a little bit just like, it's like, if you've never worn a kilt before, I just find it a little bit like, uh, No, it's true because I used to think I wanted to get married in a kilt, but it's like actually only iconic if you're literally Scottish. Yeah. And you're not just being like, how wacky am I? No, I, I hate it. I think I want to get married in. Well, you know, to actually, just oh. to quote Jacqueline Novak on her. Oh, yeah, no. Let's when she, when she talks, yeah. she talks on her podcast, Poog, about getting married in Converse and she was like heels are never more present than when a bride wears Converse and I feel like that the the analogy is kilts on a man whereas like the suit the tux is never more present because you've made than this when a man's in a alt kilt. decision. You made this alt decision to show off your hairy legs uh, and be like, get it? I'm a man. And a also, I feel like most men probably who do, gays who do wear the kilts, they're in like the craziest, like tightest mid-calf leather yeah. boots. No, I know. Um, I guess my dream wedding outfit is just classic Sabrina, the old film, kind of white dinner jacket. Of course. Black tuxedo pants. Oh, wait, you want white jacket with black pants? I mean, I was picturing you for this. I was going like, oh, she wants white suit cigar. No, it's that cigar. Because white suit is almost like, that gets too bindle and keep and queer. No, and I was like, someone's going to have to stop you from getting a pimp cane. (laughs) Because you know your wedding is going to be like so queer anyway. And there's going to be a lot of like disabled folks with canes. And it's going to be such a... A cane check, and it's like, we don't need the pimp cane. Can you reel it in for a minute? <laughs> the bagpipe check, cane check. <laughs> Police baton check. Police baton check. Policemen with chronic pain. Okay, just back to Chasten. The best part about planning our wedding was that Peter didn't care about the little details, cackles evilly. He came to our initial get-to-know-you meeting with the wedding planner and was so out of his element that he helped pick the colors blue and purple and then gracefully bowed out. And then, of course, they get a taco truck for the wedding. They have, like, the most just, like, absolutely, like, Pete South Bend IPA wedding. Mason jar. Where it was, like, it was it was so, like, it, it was like so, like, desperately political. It was, like, such a desperate campaign they ad. Ordered, ordered, invited no, they 500 invite, people. They invited 500 people. It was the entire town of South Bend. Everything was, like, a local South Bend maker, a local South Bend brewer. <laughs> <laughs> a local South Bend taqueria. Like, at the, like, at, at the, at the re, like, everything was a fucking, like, reclaimed former factory turned into a, a skee-ball arcade. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, me and Pete's favorite, like, arcade games were skee-ball. I mean... And it's like, you know, and this is like, I guess I wish I was Pete's sort of only economic initiative is like bulldoze like black families' houses and just like reclaim factories and like build beer halls and like everything is just this like incredibly boring, like 
fucking unbuttoned down like five eight gay playground where everyone goes to bed at ten. Speaking of Pete bulldozing black communities, um, I think Chasten kind of really just passes over a little Pete controversy where he the like gloss, the glossing is insane. Glossy, glossy. He doesn't mention a single one of my scathing viral tweets against Pete. He just says like, <laughs> yeah, and he w- there's one where he's like, yeah, like leftist Twitter was against him, and like Pete knows about leftist ideology because he studies, but then he like doesn't actually get into any of the specifics, like doesn't talk anything, like doesn't really like uh you know respond to any of the criticisms, just as like. Now, the internet can be a weird place where people say dramatic things, shall we say. And it's like, thank you for sort of describing it as, as most broad. Well, he and loves also to talk about like his amazing judgment on like when to talk back and when not to talk back. Mm. He's like, if I could tell a person was like totally crazy at the grocery store, like I wouldn't talk back. But sometimes like I would have like an amazing comeback. And that's where his UCB skills come and play. Oh, and his retorts were always just like someone just being like, hey, can you ask your husband to like fix the road? And he'd just be like, huh, I'll get in touch with his staff. And it's just like, that's not really a retort. Right. <laughs> I, I will say one part where I did I did think that he had a point to make, and I was just saying this to you earlier. Like, I I when he like at the end when he some friend accuses him of becoming less funny on social media. Uh-huh. It's true. Has that happened to you? I think it's happened to all of us. Mm-hmm. We yeah. look back at our tweets from seven years ago. We look back at our Facebook posts, our Instagram posts from five years ago, and they were so much freer and sillier. And now it's like, I just feel like every post has to be like, no so promo. approved by committee. And, and it's like such like, promo. I feel like and- I would gram like, you know, like a ridiculous sandwich. And obviously I still do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you definitely gram sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, and just like, I don't know. I'll, or it's more, I feel like it would be more like your face. That's like 19 person Facebook album yeah. of like yeah. us at a weird like bath sauna opening. Yeah. Open drinks. Us at an open drinks. I like I saw this photo. I'd up, I was looking at Facebook for some reason and I saw like one of the times that I had been brutally assaulted and mm. bushwhack <laughs> and I had this like black eye and I was like looking insane and I like uploaded a photo of myself with my boyfriend at the time just being like has Rihanna taught us nothing <laughs> and it's just like actually yeah. cancel boots yeah. for saying something like that but cancel teeny back in the day we could just make those sort of jokes about domestic violence and it's like you know I do miss those times celebrity book club segment boots how does he live what does she wear? What does she eat? What does she eat? Okay, so let's start with what does she eat? Chipotle. Chipotle. He's the most like Chicago gay. So yeah. it's literally just Chipotle and like lo- office, salad. office lunch food. I don't, they don't care about food. They're not foodies at all. They like, they might go to a new restaurant. Because Thai. It, yeah, it's Thai. Yeah, they like well, that's Thai. That's what I'm saying. They, it's, they, it's not culture. that they're not. But they're, they, he never, they don't like cook fab meals. He's not into Alison Roman. Like, they, well, they, can I, may I disagree for a moment? Please do. I think he made the shallot pasta. I really don't think he did, babe. There's a moment where he's stirring a spaghetti sauce. I just feel like he was reading the Times and they he had more time in his hands. And he was like, I'm going to do it. And he spent like the whole yes. day making. Agreed. That's what I'm saying. Like he one sh- He tried one recipe once and like spent the whole day doing it. And they were like, hmm, this is nice. And then they ordered takeout again the next night. But he doesn't derive pleasure from either making food or like or, or like being interested in like different flavors unless it's like 
you know, the restaurant was just like recently opened by a veteran, like in in town. Would but like in the Chicago way, I, like I think he also just like loves deep dish. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's well, cheese, there is, yeah. I mean, there is a point in the book where he's accused of having gained weight. <laughs> oh, oh, and he also references how he doesn't fit into the Banana Republic suit anymore. And it's like, <laughs> even though, and what's probably happening is like he's not eating the nuts in the Cliff Bars. And then 11 p.m., hmm. he's like he's binging, wolfing yeah. a Chipotle bowl. Because when I haven't eaten and then I have Chipotle, oh, wow. it's like you get so full so fast. And you're wolf. You don't even know. You know, it's like you're at fir- the first two bites are good. And then no. it just becomes like a slop. It's a shock to the body. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I'm not saying like I think he does. Appre- he appreciates food in this like daddy makes a good bass after we go fishing. But I, but, and- I, but here's what I'm saying. I don't think that he could like taste three basses and like appreciate the difference between the three basses. I think they may eat a bunch of different foods sometimes for on on whatever occasion it is. But I don't think he has like a palate to be like, oh, this like po- this restaurant's pasta was really good. This restaurant's pasta was like a little overcooked. Like this like banh mi like had a, was like too like you know too sweet or whatever. I don't think that well, he yeah, has maybe that he's palette. not like like you and like the hugest little bitch. But I'm just saying he's earth. not. They're yeah. not foodies. Like I yeah, don't think no, that that's but, their culture. But like, but he may. He's not foodies, but I think he loves food. Is what I'm saying. Like you, he's. Well, you're just saying he's like a little bit of an eater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're going to one of our favorite restaurants in Chicago, Halstead Bar and Grill? That's what I'm and saying. Getting a like, massive goat cheese salad yes. where it's like it's a salad, but it's 1,200 calories. Right, where it's just like huge pieces of goat cheese, yeah. huge pieces of cranberries, yes. huge breaded chickens, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm so excited to show you my favorite restaurant. Yeah, and it's a gay bar and grill. And then they're getting the popcorn chicken. Yeah, because I think Pete is probably. Jarevan's one of our other books. He's a little chicken on the side, no sauce. Well, he's like pretending to be busy. So yeah. Right. He's like not, he's eating, like not eating. So what does he wear? I mean, just like H&M. He literally says like he hasn't gone shopping in like years. Everything and- is purple. Purple button down. Purple gingham. Purple deep v-neck. But now I think it's right. It's this like ill, it's this J. Crew super thin or H and M super thin yeah. sweater over colored shirt. No, I and mean like, J. Crew and Republic Gap are all in the same company, famously, and I think that he patronizes all three quite frequently. <laughs> shall we say? Um, he is a, just a boring preppy five eight DC gay. I mean DC style is it's the worst style. Is in, the worst style in the country. It's the biggest insult you can give to anyone. But certainly not like he has like you know. I mean, I guess Midwestern style is kind of like the Midwestern gay style is kind of DC I mean, he style. defines heathered, soft, heathered yeah. tea. And there's a moment in the book where he talks about like all these people coming up to him in shirts that say team husband. Oh, which I mean, I have a tattoo that says husband, but that's like ironic or whatever. But yes, I agree. Horrifying. Okay. <laughs> his, his tattoos. Oh, the Jiffy. The Jiffy he has the Jiff logo without the Jiff text. Oh, which is the most psycho, like corporate gay, like culture by committee, like decision where you're just like, I I love this Jif brand peanut butter because this anecdote about how his dad always said, if you can afford Jif, you're, you're doing, doing okay. good. It was like this, like whatever, like lower middle class, like badge of honor to have like a Jif on the cabinet. And so he like has it as this like small town, like hero thing. But he literally didn't want to have it's like. 
this is what would happen if you like consulted a, a team and they were like, well, in case like GIF gets canceled in the future, we don't want to have the word GIF on your body. So you can have the GIF colors and logo without the actual word GIF. And it's like, that is the most psychotic thing I've ever heard. I totally did. I missed that. I thought he had like a big ass block lettering Jiffy tat, but it's yeah, just says like Jiffy and like little Times New Roman. Okay, so you're confused. So it, there's Jiff and there's Skippy. Oh, right. It's Jiff. Jiffy not, is Jiffy <laughs> Lube. It's a different yeah. brand. You're thinking car. I thinking get it. Thinking cars. Right? I'm a gearhead. You know, gearhead. You're always thinking cars. pedal to the metal. This, that, and the other, you know, stick shift. Engines, gas, fuel, hybrids. <laughs> yeah, he has the GIF logo without the word GIF, which is which is just such a clear cut metaphor, which is the absolute emptiness of their uh, political point of view. Um. Okay. How does he live? I mean, he's they, clearly slowly renewing. I mean, that whole part of the book just turned into a House Hunters episode. Can um. I, can I, you know what I'm going to say? Hi, bad. Oh yeah. I mean, you're, you're they mm-hmm. define. High bed. They define beagle shavings on every <laughs> massive overstuffed brown leather or microfiber couch in the house. Just I think like, they have like a disgust. Well, he says it's disgusting. Floral futon that he's like, and you know oh. I wanted to get rid of it. And I'm just but like, we didn't have he, a couch budget. And it's like, even if you did have a couch budget, you would have gotten a disgusting you new big Raymore and Flanagan. Microfiber couch. And it's like the fact that you even had the floral futon is just like, if that was ever an option in your mind, like that means that you have horrible taste and you have the highest bed ever there's like six plastic bins stored underneath there's dog hair on every surface it's of also the house the hugest dog beds you could ever 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 imagine, ever imagine. And it's, it's very i feel like our friend daniel's parents bedroom no. huge cages in bedroom it's so suburban <laughs> it's so snack drawer it's just like uh, no, literally, like, this is where my fucking libido goes to die. Like, I walk in this house and I'm like, I am no longer hard. Like, yes, he's topping him and he's telling him to eat the fucking nuts. But, like, the beagle got to cl- to clean that house. And I, okay, I don't like a lot of dogs, but I do like beagles. Because my gay uncle Ew, you had like a beagle. beagles? Well, my gay uncle With the who's fu- had Wait, a beagle. Our beagle... A, be- a fiction beagle, like the like the like long eared ones. That's basset hounds, but I also like them. I like a short, stout dog. Beagles, like. Are you thinking dachshunds? No. What is a beagle? A beagle is like what Daniel's parents said. Oh, they're kind of yeah. cute. They're like kind of cute in a dachshund way or whatever, but I'm they're just like kind of like. Hunting dogs. They're whatever fatter. they're dogs, you know I hate dogs. Yeah, they're we're so both insecure. Like they're her. absolutely desperate and disgusting. Get away from me. But if you're going to have dog, I don't mind a beagle, but I'm sure the hair is. It's a nightmare. Everywhere. I feel so bad for the maid that must clean their home. Oh, things that I'm sure it's like. Well, I'm sure they have a, a maid. I'm and sure I'm sure they she have com- a maid. She comes once a month and yeah. is like, there's so much. And, it's so much. and she's only getting paid 400 to clean this entire oh, no, babe. old, old house that has th- like so much dust in the baseboards. I think they're like 225-ing her. Wow. I think it's a 225. And that's, they're like. That's so true because it's South Bend. And it's South Bend. And they're that's like. That's like literally the max a maid is even making in South and Bend. And they're like, can you do four hours? They want her out in four hours. And I'm sure she's doing a good ass. She's clean. doing an amazing she's doing a job. Good bitch clean. And I'm sure, you know, Chastin, as a good wife should, like, is cleaning up for the maid. So she He's he, doing a pre-made tidy, absolutely. Which you need to do to do the actual clean. But the thing is, the clean that she's doing, it's like 
those baseboards, those cushions, those fabrics covered in all that fucking hair and all that fucking dust. And it's an old house. Like, the, I, I, oh, God, no. I would, I would, I would, I, you couldn't pay me a thousand dollars to clean that fucking Let's house. Let's start a GoFundMe for Chastin and Pete's maid. Yeah. Their nameless maid who does not go thanked in the acknowledgments. <sighs> okay. I mean, you have know, we dragged this faggot yeah, enough? Yeah, I think, I guess we're never going to a high top with him, sad, but. I think we made our high bed oh, wait, we and we'll to, have no, to we live it. We literally haven't done Who Are You in the Book. Oh my God, Who Are You in the Book? So, first off, I'm his, I'm the German friend who's super dry and like just tells Franzi who like connect, like makes plans for him on weekends and like, but also tells him that he's gay when, and ah, you're, you're Jason. You're, you're the sturdy German. Sturdy German who's ah. like, you should come with us to the club this weekend. Oh, am I Jason? He sucks. Well, I'm I'm saying you're Chasten in that moment in relation to me okay. being the sturdy German. I'm not saying you're 100% Chasten. But I'm just saying I'm more Pete because I'm like so pretentious that I'm like so obnoxious and like being so politics. Um, you're just not Pete though because you're know. just He's not so sleeves rolled up. No, I'm, you... wa- I'm Pete is I'm waking up at one. Like Pete yeah, is not waking like, up at one. No, like yes, you're politics, but like yeah. Yeah, sorry. So, I mean, the other option for or, you, as I saw that, like, maybe you're the boyfriend that, like, took him by the collar and was like, shut up. Oh, my God. I'm not that violent. <laughs> I've never been violent. No, you've actually, you've never been violent. In a non-consensual way. I just think you would have been annoyed dating okay, Chastin. but am I, at that one political dinner, am I the consultant who comes up to Chastin and tells him he needs to lose weight? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ever thought about losing weight? <laughs> right, I think you're part that, but I think you're a little more chastened in the in the youth, you know. Not chastened now. I mean, but I literally was a Boy Scout. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're a Boy Scout. Your travel. Yeah. Sorry. Clock me. Yep. From here to Berlin, sweetheart. <laughs> okay, so well, we're gonna go board an Amtrak. Um, listen to me. This is a skip. I have nothing. Yeah, he doesn't have really anything to tell you. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's funny if you kind of want like a if you come upon it and maybe open it up and read it with your friends a little bit. Read the Starbucks chapter. It's not a page turner though. Like it's you're just kind of like thanks, babe. I, I, you know, you're speed written half of it. Like I was page turning once we got to the wedding a little bit. The wedding was good. The Starbucks section was fine, but it was like a lot of it was just like next. Really? Bitch. Yeah. Next. So this is a skip unless you find it for free on the street. Yeah. And like bring it home and then put it back on the street. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, if you are a gay person who works in politics, like maybe you would Who find, grew up doing who, 4-H and like, are from Northern Michigan. There might be content that you that's, that's super relevant to you, but even then, I'm just kind of like, this doesn't really go there for me. Yeah, one meatball. I Yeah, I give it to Heather Gravy next. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, I guess it's like I give it one and a half IPAs, triple hazy IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> I give it one dog walk. <laughs> Shall we promo the next book? Yeah. So next week we're going to be reading David Chang's book, CEO of Momofuku. I'm super excited. I'm wicked excited. I fucking love Momofuku. Yum, yum, yum. Good yum. ass food. Talk about foodies. There's yeah. a foodie for There's it. a guy yeah. who loves food. So we're going to be reading that. So like, follow, subscribe. Like, follow, subscribe. Follow us at, at CBC The Pod, et cetera. Bye. See you at Starbucks. Best. Ciao. 
Okay, sorry, I'm super stressed. Today's been a very long day, but I just had my second shot of cold brew, so here we go. It's the credits. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum, and everyone there is so nice, and I really, really am so grateful to them for all their work. The show is produced by Meg Renade, who I'm obsessed with, with editorial support from Andrew Parsons and Leon Nafok. Engineering by Ferris Monchi, who actually helped me through a really, really tough time. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips and Y, who's really, really nice if you get to know him. Follow us on Twitter at CBCThePod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. And honestly, it really helps because some people can be super, super mean on the information superhighway. So we'd appreciate if you could go out there on the interwebs and, I don't know, be nice for a change. And don't forget to tell all your friends about us. Okay, I'll see you on the internet. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.